This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. of midnight i'm frank morano it seems like whatever you want to talk about these days it eventually delves into a discussion about tiktok you want to talk about politics that becomes a tiktok discussion you want to talk foreign policy that becomes a tiktok discussion the economy and the role that uh that the cyber world is playing with small business that's uh, becomes a, a tiktok discussion anything uh, yesterday we ended up talking about dry weddings And what did the one article that I was basing that segment on feature? A couple, a a, a TikTok hashtag. That is all the rage right now. And it is one of the few areas in Washington where we seem to have very vocal people on both sides of the aisle all urging essentially the same thing. For instance, when is the last time you saw Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Rand Paul on the same side of an issue. Well, they are on the same side of an issue. In this case, they're both dead set against banning TikTok. Here's uh, AOC uh, talking a little bit about uh, TikTok. Hey, everyone. This is Rep. AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and this is my first TikTok. Now, this is not only my first TikTok, but it is a TikTok about TikTok. Now, this week, the CEO of TikTok came and testified before Congress as there is growing rumblings and discussion over a nationwide ban on the app. Do I believe TikTok should be banned? No. Why should TikTok not be banned? First of all, I think it's important to discuss how unprecedented of a move this would be. The United States has never before banned a social media company from existence, from operating in our borders. And this is an app that has over 150 million Americans on it. Some of the arguments about banning TikTok have come in with respect to uh, discussions around Chinese surveillance and utilization of, of data that is tracked and the enormous amount of tracking uh, on U.S. citizens that, and data that is harvested by TikTok. And they say because of this egregious amount of data harvesting, we should ban this app. However, that doesn't really address the core of the issue, which is the fact that major social media companies are allowed to collect troves of deeply personal data about you that you don't know about without really any 
significant regulation whatsoever. In fact, the United States is one of the only developed nations in the world that has no significant data or privacy protection laws on the books. So should TikTok be banned? What are the stakes here? And what would a TikTok ban look like? Here to help us break that down and a bunch of other issues in the cybersphere, we have practicing attorney, professor at John Jay College and cyber expert, Adam Want. Adam, it's great to see you again. Frank, thanks for having me on the show. It's great to see you. Now, I have never used TikTok. I've seen some TikTok videos that have either been emailed to me or shared on another social media platform. I'm guessing that at least some of our listeners, for all the discussion that there's been about TikTok, some of our listeners are in the same boat that they've never used TikTok. If you can, explain to people in a nutshell exactly what TikTok is and why it's so controversial. TikTok is a video short platform that allows you to scroll through different short videos um and one of the reasons why it's really controversial there are a couple of reasons but um let me start with the most important tiktok uses an algorithm that's developed by their parent company to decide what data and what videos to show you and in my opinion it's that algorithm that's the most controversial part an algorithm that gets to learn what you want to see and keep you engaged but at the same time could decide what types of information to show you and change your mind on certain topics in very um, minute ways that you're not going to realize is going on. So I, I think that the, the types of videos that you see um, are, are a huge part of it. But the other issue, and I'll give you some examples later in mm-hmm. the segment, the other issue is we're all worried about the data. What happens with all this data? You know, we just listened to AOC talking about how we're worried about social media companies getting all of our personal data. I am. Maybe right. you are. We yeah, all absolutely. are, right? Sure. But there's one thing with a good United States company like Meta or Twitter getting our data. Meta and Twitter are regulated under U.S. law. They're responsible to the United States. A little bit different than a Chinese company getting our data and being beholden to the Communist Chinese Party. One of the things that a few listeners have brought up and a, and a few, uh, l- l- you know, uh, freedom-loving advocates that call themselves libertarians have written to me and even called in on this show is, what exactly is the danger? Why are we banning TikTok or at least talking about a TikTok ban? Isn't this uh, a tremendous infringement upon the First Amendment? If people know the dangers... What's the harm in allowing them to download this app if they want to download the app? Let's start with the First Amendment. So from a legal point of view, yeah, the First Amendment is one of the most important amendments out there. Freedom of the press, freedom of expression, freedom to be able to get involved politically, right? But most of us who know about the First Amendment know that there are legal ways to use what's called time, place, manner restrictions. Mm -hmm. When the government is really interested in being able to control speech, they're able to with time, place, manner restrictions, and this might be a type of it. The danger here is that China is without a doubt our number one economic global adversary in the world. And right now we all have the privilege of living in the United States of America, the number one superpower on earth, the number one economic power on earth. You know, We're suffering from maybe a recession. We are suffering from changing global economics. 
And China may or may not be pulling ahead of us. And there's a lot of debate whether China's pulling ahead of us economically. China can and will use the data gathered off of this platform to do two things. First of all, pull ahead of us economically. Perhaps use the data to do things like spy on journalists, which we caught them doing. But we, then, we caught uh, using TikTok to spy on journalists? Correct. Uh-huh. The next thing is... If we could influence the minds of the people who are using the app without them realizing it, something that Facebook has proved that they could do. Facebook has run and released experiments showing how they could radicalize people on certain issues, showing how they could change people's opinion, how they can go down the deep, deep rabbit hole of certain conspiracy theories. Um, You know, we just learned – a couple of days ago, I was on a, um, a Twitter call with Elon Musk. It wasn't just me and Elon Musk. It was a couple thousand people. Mm-hmm. Twitter, and congratulations to Twitter. Kudos to Elon Musk and Twitter. They just made their search algorithm open source and public. I think it's the first major social media company to allow people like me to go onto GitHub and see how their algorithms for what they recommend work. Hmm. Right? We don't know that for Twitter. What we know for Twitter is it works really well. Twitter, I'm sorry, uh, TikTok. We don't know that for TikTok. We don't know that for TikTok. TikTok's algorithm is incredible, and we could talk more about that. It is so impressive. But with Twitter, what we know is Twitter basically dumps everybody in one or two buckets. You're the bucket of a Republican or you're the bucket of a Democrat. It figures out your political um, um, affiliations, and then it pushes content to you that are in line with your political beliefs to keep you engaged. That's what Twitter does. That's what Twitter does. Uh And with TikTok, there's no doubt that they have a better algorithm than anyone. And, yeah, they could push you to see things that the Chinese Communist Party wants you to see. They could, for example, here's a wonderful example. The Russian invasion of Ukraine. If you're an American sitting at home scrolling through TikTok. Do you see pro-Ukrainian videos or mm. do you see pro-Russian videos? And how does that influence American politics back home? Do you even realize that this is happening? Is it I want I'm going to ask you in a moment if you think it should be banned, but before I ask you that question, is it impractical to ban an app which they claim 120 million people are using? AOC's right that it's unprecedented, but it's certainly not the first time we ban something that hundreds of millions of people are using. Well, well what have we done? We ban let it gas. Uh, I mean, it, it sounds ridiculous, right? Right. But at one point in the history of this nation, everyone was using let it gas. Mm. We realized leaded gas caused a major problem for the environment, for Americans. We all had to switch over to unleaded gas. Every once in a while, we identify a problem, and we are able to address the problem by providing reasonable alternatives. And you know something? For the people who are worried about freedom of speech as an attorney, as a professor, I get it. But you know what else we have? We have Meta. We have Facebook. We have Instagram. We have Twitter. We have Truth Social. We have an entire array of different social media platforms that are American-based, open to American jurisdiction, and that could be vetted properly by the authorities if needed. 
Uh, we're talking with Adam Want. He is an, an attorney and a professor at John Jay College, also a cyber expert. Uh, if you have questions, by the way, about anything we're covering, we'll try and get to as many of them as we can. 800-848-9222. Uh, India actually went forward with a, a TikTok ban. Uh, India is what's been described as the largest democracy in the world, and pretty soon it's going to be the largest country in the world, period. How did a ban of TikTok work out for the Indian people, and what became of all those TikTok users? You know, a good deal of them, they went over to Instagram, they went over to Snapchat, they went over to Facebook. They were banned from using TikTok for very much the same reasons we're worried about in America. And they just moved to other social media platforms. And I think that that's a really important thing to understand. There are alternatives that have less of an issue. Of course, some people did drop out, right? Of course, there were some people that stopped using the platform. But you know something? If I'm on my phone and TikTok stops working for me, maybe the app broke. I don't know. I'm just going to go and look at Instagram for a while. The... um Proponents of TikTok mention a couple of things. They say, look, this has helped a lot of small businesses reach new audiences that they wouldn't have otherwise been able to reach and new consumers. And it's been a great thing, a great way for them to advertise through creative videos and things like that. Other people, listener wrote me, that there are major media outlets that have uh, TikTok accounts that are doing great thing, great things. ABC News, NBC News, Sky News, CBS News, C-SPAN, Associated Press. They all have major TikTok accounts. Even uh, 77WABC in New York, they all have TikTok accounts and they stream presidential news conferences in the Capitol Hill hearings, all that C-SPAN stuff that a lot of the cable news networks won't carry unedited. Isn't there a news value to TikTok as well? Certainly there is, and that's a an, that's an, really important argument here. Nothing in me is suggesting that TikTok is purely evil and non-redeemable, right? There are, you know, the, the most important thing you just said to me, small businesses. Mm. You know, if WABC has a TikTok channel, it could just as easily create an Instagram channel or a Twitter channel and get its users back pretty quick. But, you know, something when it comes to small businesses, when it comes to sole proprietors who use TikTok to make their earnings, if we do ban TikTok in the United States, there are going to be a, um, a fairly significant number of individuals who lose their annual income instantly. And there'll be small businesses that need to rebuild their following on different brands. 800-848-9222. Before we go into some other areas related to AI, a few people have comments or questions about this. Joe is in Queens. Hello, Joe. Yeah, yeah, I have two questions, Adam. First is, uh, anecdotally, I hear these high school kids are very addicted to this app, and I'm wondering why. The second question would be, uh, if you look at TikTok potentially shadowing a journalist here in the U.S., I can understand that. But for their mass market of users, how is this data link uh, being maybe used to spy on them or do something nefarious on, like, say, a more massive audience? Joe, that's two great questions. Let's get to the first one because it's really simple and straightforward. Why is TikTok addicting? The answer is because TikTok's algorithm was designed specifically to figure out what you want to see 
and push more and more of that content to you and bring you down a rabbit hole that you don't want to stop. In some cases, it's not so harmful, right? I see tons of TikToks about Marvel videos. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a Marvel superhero fan. I can't tell you how many different clips and scenes of Marvel movies I see on TikTok. Same thing with science. Love science. Love space. Loved your last segment Thank about you. space. Appreciate it. If I go on TikTok, probably about a quarter of what I see will be related to space, Marvel, or the First Amendment. Doesn't, though, and, and thanks for the call, Joe, um, you know, I really like to watch videos of different ways that people prepare eggs. So I'm not on TikTok, but I do go on Facebook, and it brings me Facebook reels. And one of the reels that I usually see is something related to that because that's what I click on or click like on. Don't the all the social media networks do essentially some version of that? All social media networks are going to do some version of it. There's no doubt that TikTok does it the best. I see. But I there's, see. there's one more problem. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's say I'm a high schooler who's sitting at home and I'm depressed. And I'm only clicking on videos of people who are depressed. And now my whole world, because I'm spending so much time in front of the phone, becomes a rabbit hole of depression. Those are problems that we've seen across America. And TikTok is also the worst at doing that. So the addictive value is tremendous. Adam Want is here, 800-848-9222. Larry in Brooklyn. Hello, Larry. Hi. I have a comment, okay? My comment is let's cut the crap, okay? Uh, What are we going to do, close down Madison Avenue along the same lines of argument that they're trying to manipulate people and get us to eat until we're 500 pounds? Okay? The reason we, we should shut down TikTok is because the Chinese are doing it. Let's face it. They don't show it to their own people. Anything they don't show to their own people and they're showing to us is pre- presumptively nefarious. Uh, now, now let, let's, say they, let's say they would show us Chinese propaganda. They show their own people Chinese propaganda. Would we allow them to show us Chinese propaganda? Of course not. So if, we, we, if we're not going to allow them to show something they're showing their own people, how much more... Should we not allow them to show something that they wouldn't show to their own people? All right. Any any comment there? Uh, Larry's got a great point, mm-hmm. right? You're right, Larry. In China, if you're a child in China, there's a version of TikTok. It's not called the same thing. Not only don't you see the same stuff, there are legal time limits on how much kids could spend on it. Wow. You know, let me bring up one more thing. I'm a professor at one of the greatest criminal justice institutions in the world. A good number of the videos that TikTok pushes to me are anti-police, and I find that really, really fascinating. Interesting. Yeah. Why are they, why are they giving you anti-police videos? Probably because I watch them to see what's about to happen. Interesting. That, that, that's, that's the way I think about it. That is, uh, that is wild. All right. I uh, want to talk about AI. One of the most fascinating developments, I think, potentially in the history of human civilization is chat GPT. And now we're on the verge of chat GPT four, which apparently is a total game changer. A bunch of news as it relates to t- chat GPT. Uh, a Twitter user claims that GPT-4 saved his dog's life after a vet couldn't correctly diagnose her symptoms. That would seem to be a point in favor of the AI in general and chat GPT specifically. Open AI Research, the, the for-profit company that makes chat GPT, they say 
that 80% of U.S. workers' jobs will be impacted by GPT. You were one of the first people to kind of raise the dangers with me about the, the use of chat GPT in academia. Um, how are you feeling about where we are right now at the moment and where we're going six months from now, six years from now? We are no doubt, Frank, at the precipice of a revolution that is going to change how data is accessed and organized in our society. How do I feel? I'm excited. I'm scared. I'm excited because I know I live in a time where AI is going to be infused into our everyday lives in ways that we never even imagined. I'm scared because we don't understand the consequences yet of what we're about to do. And there are a lot of really good examples of that. You know, the dog's life that was saved. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. That is amazing. But then there's some dark sides to AI, too. Yeah. A Belgian father reportedly uh, tragically committed suicide following conversations about climate change with an artificial intelligence chatbot that was said to have encouraged him to sacrifice himself to leave to save the planet. And uh, again, this is unconfirmed, but it has been widely reported that essentially the chatbot told him in the name of climate change he should kill himself. Now, that's pretty dangerous. Jonathan Turley, the fa- the uh, famous law professor, he claimed in a piece in USA Today that uh, ChatGPT accused him of having committed sexual harassment, even though there's no record of him ever having committed sexual harassment. How do we use chat gpt as an effective tool but ha- not have it convince people to commit suicide and not have people uh labeled as sexual harassers who aren't i don't know the answer to that question i wish i did but what i do know is that we need to understand what ai is and we need to understand that we're not talking to an intelligent machine we're talking to a bunch of computer code that looks at relations between words and looks at what other people have said and then builds back answers to us. This isn't a really smart, super genius, intelligent computer. This is a bunch of code that is doing what it's designed to do to give us responses that make sense. Elon Musk and a number of other tech experts have signed a letter warning of the risks that advanced AI technology could uh, could pose to the public. And they're essentially asking for the world to press the pause button on further AI developments. Is this um, is this practical, number one? And is this the right move? Should they hit pause on AI? You know, the first thing I thought when I heard that was, doesn't Tesla use AI? I think you the tell answer, me. Yeah, think yeah. The, the answer is yes, they use visual learning and AI. Um, here's what I don't want to happen. Here's where Elon Musk is right. The deep decisions on AI should not be made by business leaders who want to purely profit off AI. They need to be made by society. They perhaps need to be made in the political environment. We, we don't want the people who are only interested in profit in writing the rules that will govern us for the next 10, 15, 20 years. We need to find a way for society to come in and figure out what's right for us as a society. Italy 
has banned ChatGPT. Now apparently Germany is considering banning ChatGPT. I think it's only a matter of time before more and more countries go this uh, this same route. There's concerns about data. There's concerns about misinformation. Oh, how how can so I'm I'm counting you as a vote in favor of banning TikTok, right? I think TikTok should absolutely be banned. And yeah. where do we come down on the idea of countries banning ChatGPT? There's a, a lot of ways to look at this. Do we want to ban ChatGPT that's ran by OpenAI? Do we want to ban the Bing equivalent? Do we want to not allow people to install it on their own servers and train it on vicious or evil information? You know, the the information isn't evil, but bad information. I think we need to be cautious. I wouldn't want to see ChatGPT or Bing banned at this point, but I do certainly think we need to set up some legislative ground rules to guide it going forward. Um, Last question, and uh, I could talk with you uh, about this all day. In fact, we'll give the last question to Alana in New Jersey. Hello, Alana. Hi, how are you? Um, Interesting conversation. Um, Going back to TikTok, I just wanted to say that when that kind of first crested and came out, it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. And I'm an older person. I'm like 59. And I found myself, I would look out the window and the the dawn of day was starting. And I was like, I have been on this for like hours. I probably went on it right before bed, you know, 11 at night, 12 at night. And the next thing I know, you know, it's the pandemic, everything's (laughs) closed down. So it's not like I had to go to sleep and get up for work. And I was just on this thing. And that's what it does. It just keeps feeding you and feeding you. And it's highly addictive. So about three, four months into the pandemic, I said, you know what, I got to get off this thing. And I did. I dug my heels in and I got off it. I used to be on Twitter and they would like, they, they would shut my account down just because I would say something in regards to the election. I, there's a lot of evidence and, and just things that I felt there was a lot of evidence that it should be looked at. And once they kind of banned me and I, I would make a new screen name, I'd try to go Wait, back. Why were you banned a lot? Why were you banned? Say it again. Why were you banned? I would just say something to the effect, like I didn't think the election, you know, I, I, I just, personally felt that it was tampered with right and many, they would they would ban ways. you and from so tiktok if, for if, that no i was just on twitter oh i they see ban like, you from twitter got it got it yeah so then i would make a new screen name say something along the similar line and they just shut me down finally i just said you know what i'm done with twitter and this is before elon Musk. Right. this all like during the pandemic and it was just like i felt like wow i can't even really say what i want to say and i'm not even saying it rudely or anything like that a lot of a lot of think once th- thank you i'm going to give down. i'm going to give adam the the last word here if you want to respond to anything uh, alana just added on the addictive nature of uh, of tiktok same things happen to me you know i'll sit down with tiktok a couple of hours later my my partner she'll say to me where have you been <laughs> and the answer is i've been out on my terrace watching tiktok <laughs> It's highly, highly addictive, and I have absolutely no doubt that we need to do something about it. All right. Uh, Adam Want, it is always a treat to talk with you. I look forward to doing this again soon. 
So will I. I'm looking forward to it. If you want to comment on any portion of our conversation, 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.